Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. That is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Welcome, listeners, to a very special edition of Achtung Millwall. I have a round table with controversial guests with me tonight. To my right, I have the butterfly collector, Mr. Peter Hurd. Good evening. <laughs> In front of me, Paul, 1568. Hello. And most controversially of all, the Hezbollah of Millwall, Mickey of the AMS. Hello, Millwall. <laughs> Welcome, chaps. Thank you for coming tonight. It was we sat in the um, the outside area on a freezing cold night of the old Salt Key, formerly known as Spice, Spice Island, Island, back in my day. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, we we do this for you, listeners. We're doing this for you. So, welcome, Mickey. Subject of the time, obviously, is the regeneration and all that we've we've seen with that over the past couple of weeks. Linked in with that has been um, a lot of uh, interest, a surge of interest in what you've been doing with the AMS, the Association of Mill Supporters. Uh, I just want to try and tackle head on, if we may, with your permission, a few criticisms and a few questions that have cropped up. No problem. So we've asked for a few questions from listeners, and we've got one here from someone called Hannibal. Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Never heard of Top camp. <laughs> Hannibal, who has some concerns about the AMS, being serious, um, you've, you've, you've arisen out of the internet, the social media, shall we call it, and Hannibal's asking, in, in all but name, who do you represent? What, what is your answer to this question that you represent nobody but yourself? You're almost like a self-appointed group of Mill fans, um, almost on some kind of e ego trip. Um, I wouldn't say it's an ego trip. Well, shall, I read out, shall I read out Hannibal's question? That might yeah, be a yeah, way Where's their constitution? Who voted for their committee? Is AMS no more than a veneer to give added credibility to the views of just a few individuals? Why the fuck get involved with people before profit who are clearly only using Mill to further their own political aims? Why not answer these questions when they're asked rather than try and dodge them? I say that just to... Because that's, that's that, in, in, a, in a sense, that's the most direct way it's been put. But let's, no, it's fine. I mean, let's, let's tackle that. No, that's fine. I think... I think 
if we we look at the questions and we probably start them in an or, in, in an order um, over a time scale, it's probably easier to go. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I would start with um, the why the fuck get involved with people for profit. AMS didn't. Okay. Um, yes, I do personally. Just, um, just as a bit of background, we're talking about the lead-in to the fan on the ball election, which was a before that. It was uh, about the a region. Year and a, a year and a two years, two, two years, years ago. Now. Yep. So, when the AMS first arose, no, not no, not AMS. When okay, when, when you first became active, is is that a, a better way to put it? What's the Save Our Millwall? Yeah, Save Our Millwall. Yeah, Save Our Millwall. Yeah. 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 So at that time, when you first got yourself um, involved with the Save Our Millwall campaign. There were links with a group called People Before Profit, who were, I think, campaigning for the land around them to be used for uh, social housing rather than um, commercial premises. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I think so. Hence uh, People Before Profit. I, I think so. I think they were basically campaign, campaigning throughout the whole of um, Lewisham for more houses for local people and all of that. But to be fair to you, Luke, I could not give a fine fuck about their reasons for getting elected. All right. The fact of it is that the person who was running that group was standing for Mayor Lewisham. Right. And yes, did he have a chance of winning? Probably a piss of hell's chance, if I'm fair. But he's got access. He knows the inside workings of the council, and that's why we needed to sit there and know. Did he do us any benefit? Yeah. Okay. Do you know anyone else who can get you a meeting with the deputy mayor in a day? Personally, not. No, no. Exactly not. So, yes, they had conversations with the right people, knew the right people. They were uh, in no way different to the way the the club now is using councillors and PR specialists and everything else. It's just a. So it was, a, it was a means to an end yeah, to get your voice or the Save Our Millwall, which then... Well, you've got to look at it in a wider picture. It was a local election year. Councillors want to fight against each other. Right. That means more newspaper space. That means more advertising space as such, you know, throughout the various media. It made sense. We had to get on the Save Our Millwall, because that obviously started, which we can go into a bit later, but that Ooh. started before the Defend Our Den. That okay. started two weeks or three weeks before the Defend Our Den. When the article first hit the press back in February 2014, yep. I started the, the Twitter feed straight away and basically started asking questions, putting information out, so that fans were aware. At no point then did I think that I'd end up getting involved yep. with a fan group. Back then it was about the club that I support, fuck anyone else, the club that I support was in, was in trouble potentially, what we were led to believe, yep. and I started that. Have I done campaigns before? I've done a couple, and I've not done too bad. And so I just thought, you know what? Everything needs something pushed forward. So I've done it. And then I've, then I've made contact with Pete Garson and everyone else and said, look, here's a Twitter feed. Here's a web address. It's all yours. Do with it what you want. And I get basically, no, we're manager, thanks. We don't want to get involved with you, blah, blah, blah. So defend our den and everything else come from there. Even though there was one, what, various people within the MSC... Lions Live knew about because they're the people I contacted first because I knew fuck all about anyone there. Well, not fuck all, but I didn't have contact numbers. If, am I right? You, you were involved in the campaign to save the A&E um, unit no. at Lewisham? No. 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 Okay. no. People before profit was. People before profit. And a couple of other people which, who were involved which were. Then, which was highly which successful, then, incidentally. It was. Yeah. But the club and the club helped 
that campaign. Okay. And the club took the, uh, the plaudits for doing so as well. In does, and do you know what? They might well have deserved yeah. them. And they threw their toys out of the pram a couple of weeks ago when they put a statement out saying why isn't Lewis and Muspel got involved and helped us. Well, to be fair, that's what was with their own back. They, they, they're an NHS unit there. They're getting screwed over by the government. Yeah, so yeah. They're not going to get involved. I think, I think, I think the, the politics of people before profit is alien to a lot of us as Millwall fans, including myself. Would you include yourselves in that? Oh, absolutely. From my in, point of view, what they stand for is not what I stand for. Okay. I, I grew up on a council estate. Social housing played a big part in my upbringing, and I, and I loved it. Absolutely loved yeah, it. I lived too. on the North Peckham estate. Right? Yeah. One, of the, one of the toughest ones in South yeah, London. Yeah, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, their politics is not doesn't fit in with the way I see things. However, I understand that people are. are can have their own opinions on this. On that subject, old politics and all of that, if, if the political game was so wrong and I was so far far wrong side of it, why did the club go to the Green Party and ask Darren Johnson to write a letter? Why did they go to Simon Hughes, Lib Dem, and ask him to write a letter and get involved? Why did they go to, to Lord Kennedy ages ago and ask him? It's a Labour bill. Yeah. All these people help. Because they know the channels quicker than what me or you do. We're right there, put it in the post to note that it gets to the right person. You speak to someone who's connected, they can get you straight into that telephone number, straight into that office, like it proved on two separate occasions for me and others to go in and see Councillor Ian Smith and ask him questions regarding the region and everything that was put out there face to face. I just want to add, I sound like I'm cross-examining Mickey and Paul in court. I, I do class them both as mates, so I don't mean to say, I don't seem, I don't, no, I, no, this is, I don't mean to sound direct, but I think these, no, these no, are questions that get asked, well, I think they're, they're worth this is asking, because I think the openness is the important fact. This is important to, to ask the questions that, that we have, you know, as, as uh, with my AMS hat on, that we have been asked before, and, yeah. uh, and frankly have answered. Yeah. However, however, I think it, it, it is necessary, because people seem to think that that this this group is about scuppering something to do with Millwall Football Club. It, you couldn't be further from the truth. The situation is that the, the, as far as the AMS goes, there have been two, at least two meetings held with high-ranking officials within the council. Right. There have also been meetings held with Renewal to find out what's going on and, and what, the and what this, this information is with, with the chairman of the football club also. And Andy Ambler. And, and, and the fan on the board. Right. And in the end... We're, we're holding those meetings to find out so that we can put the information out to Millwall fans at large. The problem is, is that the official channels, some of which Mickey has just mentioned, aren't doing that. And that's half the issue here. But as, a, as, as a say by Millwall, that was... I, was, I, I started that originally, and then I, I phased that. Thing. But after the fan yeah. on the board election and everything else, I met Paul... And obviously the other candidates. No, the first, the yeah. first involvement that we had was when we were trying to um, get Bob Crow involved yeah, right. in this campaign because he had a substantial research team at, yeah, his, at his disposal. Okay. And he offered that team to us and others to try and dig dirt and information on the regeneration process. Unfortunately, within a week of meeting him, he was dead. He had a heart attack. Sad. Which, which is, which is sad. Whatever you think about his politics, and let's be fair, he's quite left-wing. Yeah. I'm, I'm myself a very much further away from that, as you can imagine. Yeah. However, he was a Millwall fan, and he was under the umbrella. 
So it was that was a tragic, tragic event. I probably probably the same political party as as people seeing it. I'm not. <laughs> Any far, any far left here or anything else at all. If we go back to the Jeremy Corbyn of the group here, where we go back is AMS no more of a veneer to add credibility to the views of a few individuals. Well, a few individuals of nearly 600 people now who've joined AMS. We, what we do is represent our membership. Achtung, Mailball. The history of what you might call independent fan groups at Millwall is, is a fraught one. I mean, anyone yeah. that's been around since the 1980s, people yeah. remember yeah. IMSA, yeah. independent Millwall. Sort of, I, I do know from reading the, um, the history books that it's been tried at various points throughout our history. It's yeah. never been a, a happy, um, a happy no, outcome. Can, can I just say that this situation, the, the AMS is brought up to take, yes, number one, take the club the club to task when there are issues that the official channels won't tackle. Okay. You've got Euroferries, we've never, we've never, apparently it's, you know, all in the hands I've of I've got my holiday book with Euroferries yeah, yeah. in the summer, sorry. <laughs> don't, don't bank on <laughs> going. Sorry to interrupt, can I ask a really, really yeah. straightforward question yeah. because it's something I don't understand is, when, when you quite rightly say you're there to represent the fans' views. No, 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 no. the members. The, the members' the views, members. sorry. Yeah. How do you know what those views are? How do you glean that information and know well, what... Okay. They want you to represent. As you know, we're quite active on social media. Yeah. People tell us what, what is bothering them. You know, the, the Euroferries thing is still high up on the agenda. I know it's boring that everybody, mm. oh, let's move on. But you know what? Something that's trumpeted as the biggest sponsorship deal in this club's history, in this club's history, yeah. all of a sudden gets swept under the carpet. We don't know if we had a copper coin out of it. You know, the fans, the, the traditions of a football club is that the club is formed and owned by the people that put the biggest investment in, the emotional investment, yeah. right? Okay, these days it is different because you've got shareholders now. You know, the company went, well, certainly Millwall went as, into a PLC situation and now we are wholly owned by an, in, an individual and, it's, and, and his company. But the situation is, is that, you know, the, the association of Millwall supporters is is there to take the cup to task, is there to fight the regen process, if possible, in the favour of Millwall. Right. If it's not needed, we'll kill it. Exactly. Simple. Okay. Simple. It's if it's not needed, not... we'll kill it. So you're not on some, you're not trying to recreate no. uh, a Millwall supporters club mark two? No. Anything Why would we want What we want is no. something no. where, <laughs> where something will bother the fans, whether that be the regen, mm. whether that be the fact that the food shit, or... Fulham ticketing back yep. last QPR. season, QPR ticketing. When there's problems and no one's sitting there, you're getting lame ass. Oh well, you know, it's been promised and it'll be sorted out again. Well, I'm sorry, but that ain't fucking good enough. We pay a fortune to go see ya. Yeah. Things have got to work. Yeah. Why the fuck was it us or me personally? I, I don't know if it was Amos. Or I think it was under Amos. Why was it with me the, with the Fulham tickets that I put out a telephone number? What was less? than the one that was advertised by the club. Why didn't the MSC, why didn't the club put this out and say, look, we're having problems with the website and the other phone number, rather than you being charged a premium rate, here's a local call number, phone that. Literally, I phoned it, one ring, picked up, and job done. So I posted all of that. So we're just out to, to try and make the fans have a voice if they need it. We get emails from people, we get tweets, we get whatever communication, Facebook, whatever it is, telling us problems what really rise. If there's something what we feel that, okay, it's within our remit, 
then we deal with it. If not, we'll pass it over to the MSC. Because, you, you know, certain stuff, which is the MSC, there's, a, there's one we got the other day for a, just to use as an example, a guy from Bradford City, they want to do a protest about away ticket prices. Mm. Don't necessarily see it as our, what we are, how we are out there as such, we're quite vocal and whatnot. But the MSC organise the coaches, all that. It's a lot easier for the MSC to have a database of people they've got to sit there and say, look, can we have 30, 40 of you just to do a little photo shoot, bit of publicity, bot's done. Would we do it? Yeah, we probably would, because if we, if we were the MSC, I'd do it, because there's another chance to suddenly sit there, get your price in the paper and the media with potentially the stuff about Lewisham, but then suddenly opens it up a bit and asks a few more media outlets to go, oh, do we know, do we not? But again, it'll probably be an opportunity missed. The great criticism of the MSC um, online and in various other places, mostly online, is that it is part of the club's structure. It was formed by FDO, wasn't it, in the, yep. um, the aftermath, of, aftermath the... of the riot, yep. 2002 riot. It was yep. formed as almost like a wing of the club's um, I think, I think, structure I th itself. I think the problem, and pe people know this, the problem with the MSC seems to be that, that they're funded by the club. Um, a, lot of, a lot of what they do is putting out the club's message, which is fine, mm. you know, they are an official supporters club. Yeah. Um, but when, as, as Mickey said, when things don't quite go according to plan, they are, they are, they seem shackled. Well, I'm going to leap around the agenda yeah, yeah, that's right. because on that very point, I mean, the last home game, last week we had a kick-off in yeah. Block 47 downstairs. I yeah. probably can't say too much about that because I think one or two have been sadly nicked for it, so there's a limit to what you can say on that score. Um, but on the wider subject of security within the deck, it's a constant thing you read about online, stewards being in people's faces, over-heavy um, policing, generating problems that, you know, but it's, it's Millwall, I'll push you into a shower and then must, you're off. It but, must come but, from but it must come from the club. That attitude to the policing of the ground must come from the club. My, my point being that the MSC, you would think, should be the vehicle by which such issues are, you know, debated I, even. Or I bet if we, you don't get a sense that it often is. No, I bet, I mean... We can we can look at it in a minute if you want to look and see what the questions will get asked at their meetings to to those within the club and it seems as if the club will just say it's this and they go okay no worries thank you they're happy they've got an answer. Well, my biggest from the inside, you know, I, I served on the MSC for about eighteen months, I think it was. My biggest criticism was that most people didn't actually know they were fucking members of the MSC. <laughs> The only time that people, they were members by default. Yeah. You buy a season, you're, season, season. Yeah. you're a member. Yeah. Yeah. And people genuinely didn't know. They used to come and collect their badges from the old blue bus. Can I have a badge? Yeah. How much are they? No, you're season two older, mate. Yeah. And they're free. Mm. Well, I'm not a member. No, you are, because you're a season two older. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know that. And things like the votes, you know, the AGM, six people to turn up. Now, there's a bit of apathy there, but genuinely, my experience of the player of the year vote, whatever we dealt with on the MSC, most people who walked through the car park on match days didn't even realise they were a fucking member. They hadn't filled out a form to join it. They, you know, members had, admittedly, yeah. but not season ticket holders, of which at the time there was about six and a half, seven thousand, yeah. I think. They got it by default. Yeah. And, and basically, the MSC committee were given one pound from every they membership, know, yeah. Yeah. and they had to almost claim that retrospectively. Yeah. Say, we're running this, can we have our pound per head, please? They were living... Now, my view at the time was, and I said this to the committees, I'm not talking out of turn, 
I'd rather have 1,000 people paying £10 a year to join something they want to join yeah. with real membership benefits yeah. than have 6,500 people that you all get £1 a year for by fucking default yeah. and who have got no voice, don't even know their members and don't even understand what being a member is all about. Yeah. If you pay for something, you know what you're joining and what you're enrolling in and you ask to see the terms and conditions and whatever. Yeah. Most people, mo even to this day, most people are members by default yeah. and that for me just doesn't smack of independent. An independent group such as AMS, which yeah. I think is probably a good example yeah. of what can be done in this modern world, online, Twitter-driven, some people well, can... You, you can hear the message quite quickly, but you're also, you also have the ability to say stuff that and a more formal, official group maybe is limited. Well, we can't be... They can't, they can't, they can't silence us. No, they can't. If, if we don't agree with something, say, for instance, I don't know, like with the Fulham tickets, and we upset some people within over that because they didn't like the fact that we outed it so badly mm. or, 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 or so readily. But the problem you have is that if we silence, or, or they can't silence us, but with regards to the MSC, it must be quite hard when you run a radio station based from there you have access to players from there. You have access to why are you going to listen to the radio show unless the players or, or something's there. Yeah, totally. And all of a sudden, if you do something wrong and the club goes, didn't like that, you stepped out of line there. Yeah. Right, for this week or for next week, you ain't going to get a player. Which has happened well, in, in recent, very recent times. What are you going to get? You know, they pull, the you're not going to do anything. So yeah. if you look at it as a whole, is the MSC in a position to sit there and really question what the club does or not. Is the MSC doing to the best of its members or its, or, or its committee? I bet if we sat there and asked the committee, would they want to be able to do more? I bet they'd say yes. Mm. Oh, that, well, we, we, we know. But ultimately, I mean, some do. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. 
talked about the IMSA in the 80s and whatever, yeah. and, but it was a different era. There wasn't social media. No, there wasn't. Had there been social media, you know, I, I think there would have been more success behind it. Yes. Supporters clubs generally, the only time they got in touch with their members in the 80s was on a match day. Yeah. If you happen to stand by the bloke on the halfway line or the cold blow lane end or yeah. whatever. There was, you know, no email. There was no social media. No. It was a case of word of mouth. Yeah. Um, I think independent supporters clubs can be a lot more independent yeah, I mean, and have a lot more mileage in today's era. I think, so I think, I think basically the AMS is, 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 is run by four people at the moment. I think that I think myself, Mickey, um, we, have a, we, have a, we have a web guy, Andy, and, and we have a press guy, and, and that, that's the core. There's, a, there's nearly 600 members of it, mm. and, and, and basically we, we try and reflect what the membership is asking us, and not every. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say that all 600 are asking us questions all the time because they're not. But the club is the club itself with the region is, is in quite a bit of turmoil. You know, lo- the last two or three years with the managerial appointments. You know, the, the fact of, of the fact that they could lose their car parks and lose the Lions Centre. All of this stuff yeah. means that means that we're we're in a situation where the official supporters club has to tread very very carefully. So that's just to be clear, Paul. We're not talking about Twitter following. We're not talking about Facebook. No, that's yeah, membership. No, that's yeah, people action yeah, sign up. That's which is free, right? Which doesn't cost them anything. Six hundred. That's it's, fantastic. Yeah, it's five hundred. If I'm, if I'm completely right. honest, we'd be completely open and all that. It's five hundred and six. Oh, yeah, yeah. As of right it. now, five hundred and six people. There was, and Paul was right. There was nearly. Um, 600 members, mm. but the web guy basically um, looked at it, purged it, and basically found that there was a lot of spam okay. um, bounce accounts. So, so, we just just so 500 people members, 506 chosen, 506. Members. chosen to be a member, and going and back 3,000 and something follow the Twitter feeds. Yes. Yeah, just over yeah, about three, three and a half, three thousand and fifty, three thousand. More than this show, listeners, the bastards. And what and what what Pete was saying about I think about the majority Pete, of them will be Millwall fans. What, what Pete was saying about people signing up is it that's exactly what they've done. They've signed up. So you know we're in a situation where we've got 500 members that have actually made a conscious decision, to, positive decision to take part to take part in it. This, now, sorry, with, 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 with whatever the reasons, there might it might surround the region, it might surround some away travel, but. It doesn't matter. They've chosen to do that because, in the end, all we do with and, and you know with the away travel, we've earned money, but we've put it straight back in the club. So, you know what? I booked a table at the end of season dinner. We gave away two tickets to that out yes. of our own money to fans. Yeah, you can win a Twitter draw. Bosh, come along with us. Meet, sit down with Jimmy Abdul and Carlos Edwards, which is a great. We all had a great night. We put money into the Lionesses to sponsor the Lioness. Yeah, you know, and it, and in the end, this is. There, there seems some confusion, and, and, and a notable fan on, on, on one, of the, one of the fan sites asked me during the fan, fan on the board election whether or not I was actually really a Millwall fan. <laughs> you can call me whatever four-letter word you like, but don't ever say that to me. And that, and that guy, I, I can accept. No, you said it. You could say it to me. Uh, call me. I'll see you in second. I've got a problem with that, but don't question whether yeah. why I'm in this. Can, yeah. I, can we just? I'll go back to one question as such. Sure. Yep. Um, because if we don't, he won't fucking shut up. Um, 
is who voted for the committee. We don't have a committee at the moment. We agreed that when we get closer to a thousand people or a thousand people, if we ever got that far, yeah. then we'd look at doing a vote and everything else. We're we're part of the Football Supporters Federation, and until we decide, until you throw it open and have a committee, you can't move that next step up to become a fitly aided or or the next stage it is. But we're going to go, we're going to go that way. Yeah. But there's no point if we'd have only got when we started AMS, we only got ten people. There's no point having a committee when all of them are going to be all your members are on the committee. So once we get there, then there will be a committee. And if that means that myself or Paul isn't the chairman or or isn't the secretary or anything else, then great. Yeah. We're not there. Yeah, we have other skill base, what we bring to it, yeah. what will benefit going forward. So if, if we're not leading the charge, to be fair to you, I couldn't give a flying fuck. To be fair, yeah. I'd probably say thank fuck, take it. Yeah. Because the amount of stress and grief about monitoring the Facebook, the Twitter, etc., 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 is fucking grief. I've got a full-time job for fuck's sake. And a family. And a family. And you can only do so much before your missus thinks you're a fucking 12-year-old boy. <laughs> do you know what I mean? With a porn addiction. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> which, which, to be fair, is true. But, but, but what I would say is that, you know, we've put... And, and it's not... We don't want to be martyrs. In the end, in the end, as I said earlier, if it's not needed, we'll kill it. We put our own time, our own money into this. Not a lot, but do you know what? Substantial in our little lives, you know, we're not rich people. In the end, we feel that there's a need for this type of organisation at the moment because of what's the turmoil surrounding the club. Even Andy Ambler said last week, you know, chairman of temporary. Mm. You know, this is about the fan base. At the moment, it's about our membership, but it is about the wider fan base. They need more of a voice than they're getting at the moment via, Can I? via the MSC or the fan on the board. Okay. Achtung, Mehlball. Can I just read something else on our website for, for why join the MSC? The yep. MSC. The why AMS. join the AMS? Okay, and it's on the website. You're perfectly alert. It's, it's um, amsgroups.info. Fairly easy website. Off you go. It says why join the AMS? AMS is an independent fan group, meaning we are not directly affiliated with the football club, and therefore we aim to truly represent the fans' best interests. We want to work alongside the club and the MSC to push the matters that are important to the Millwall fans. It's free and easy. Just access. You know, you can get access to the AMS travel, access to any other Millwall-related events and parties, online forum, independent, as in we're not funded by the club or anyone else. Everything we've done has been self-funded by myself and Paul and other people. We've got a website built because they heard a podcast with you on the boat to Brentford yep, and heard yep, that yep. we were having trouble with a website. A guy made contact <clears> and said, I'm a web designer, I'll do you a web you page for that. nothing. Yeah. Again, the same as everything going on at the moment. We've got a, a real-life, proper press officer working for us who come to us because he's a Millwall fan. That's a good point, because I, I want to move on to the regeneration. Yeah. Because, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the press coverage that I know and believe the AMS has generated in recent weeks since the... Um, the kind of the, the call to arms issued by the defender Dan has been immense. Um, the quality of the press coverage, the level that we've we've played at, which I know to come via the efforts put in by the AMS. Some of it. I, I take my hat off. I, I, Some of it. I like to think I know I, my way there, but I don't know it on the. On the um, I'm bearing in mind that I'm of a similar vintage to. to you two. Yeah. Um, I think that it's some of it's by by judgment and some of it's by luck. You know, we, we're not pretending that we're 
we're, we're moguls of social media. What I would say is that this this guy yeah. is quite good. He, he is, in terms of social media, he's quite formidable. And, oh. and, 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 I think that, and I think that a lot of the people that have now suddenly come out of the woodwork on the regen issue, including some of the politicians that yeah. are involved now, yeah. have done so because of this guy here. So, you know, of course, once you get that going, it snowballs, and, and, and we can all, and to quote, uh, to quote a, a terminology, stand together yeah. and try and fight this off. Now, whether or not it's already done, the situation's already over, I don't know. The interesting thing for me, just very quickly, was the poll on Hoff mm. about mm. who's taking the lead 77%. and doing well. I knew it was close to 80%. That's quite a turnaround from the stick that the AMS were getting last year. And, and me personally. And... Yeah. For, for various... Well, now, the poll was specifically that. around who's, who's done the best job yeah. of fighting against the regen. So, you know, I'm not saying... I'm saying it's a battle that's been won rather than no, a war that's been won. But the reality is, in, in relation to the specifics around the regen, the AMS has done, you know, a fantastic I, job I, as, I, a, and, as a fan and, looking in. And do you know what? We're not, not going to blow smoke up as the other's asses. But the situation is, is that we've... It, it's... We've been talking about this situation for near for two and a half years. We've been talking to the council and, and, and to renewal, which I hazard a guess that that's something the club hasn't done, unless it's in secret. It's possible. Renewal seems unlikely given the events of the most recent. Right. So we, when we were last told that the, the club and renewal didn't see eye to eye, and so much so that Lewisham was talking about they were needing possibly people to mediate because they just weren't. Right. They, they couldn't go on. But, I mean, we couldn't get 80% on Hoff to agree that Paul Goddard was shit. <laughs> so so that, that's the scale of the yeah. term. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's, it's actually it's, a big I, percentage. I, I, I think, I think, it's, I think it's, it, it warms the cockles of your heart to see certain people that, that maybe have changed their mind. Yeah. What I mean is that some of the guys that used to be admin <clears> on there have suddenly come, not come around necessarily, but they, what they said was, you've made a big, I think a quote, was you've made a big noise and you've made it well. Yeah, and I you know what, well, that's all we're trying to do, yeah, you know, I that's agree. it. Yeah. I am only as good on social media as the people are what are helping get that message out there. Yeah. Um, and social media, if you use it for what it's worth, it's fantastic. For instance, look on our Twitter feed, we've done the Jordan Archer goal. Yeah. Right? Simple goal, 20 seconds worth of action, no drama. Oh, the header. The yeah, header, yeah, the, the header, yeah. um, where he saved it. And that's been seen by the by 200 people retweeting that. Yeah, yeah. That's been seen by over 45,000 people. Yeah, that, that one video. So that's the power yeah. of Twitter. Yeah. If there is anything to come out of that going forward, is when we retweet something about the regeneration or we need a fight on our yeah. hand, yeah. you need to retweet. Yeah. Fuck about I'm not caring about your likes or retweets. We need a retweet. The more yeah. people retweet it the higher that goes. The more we do the retweets, and if we have hashtags like the one that you come yeah, up yeah, with, the, um, the Burmese, beating the heart of South Bermondsey or whatever it is, yeah. yeah, the hashtags then, we can get them trending. The more people see it, especially within London, we can get trending. When that starts trending, then media starts looking at what's trending and seeing the story behind it. It becomes it's, a story. It's it's exactly. newspaper get, newspapers get half their stories off Twitter. Yeah. It's, think, uh, it's all about media. The only way we're going to win this or lose this is that it might already be lost. And everything we're doing is pointless. It's just part and parcel of the procedure. But I'm damn well, sure... Well, let's move on to that, because I think you're right. I, I mean, clearly, how can we put this? 
the club has got itself into a pickle, shall we say? Um, mismanaged as a as a as a property like to, um, concept. I mean, clearly for us to got to this, for us to got to this point, something's not been done right over a period of many many years. Um, and then we have a call to arms out of nowhere, which was to um, re, you know sign the petition. That was two years old. It was two years old. And that's the, I never got handed in the first time. That's that's the. And the reason for that being, Lewisham were now on the point of actually voting on these compulsory purchases to effectively to take away yeah. the car park. Can I? And the building, I guess, would then roll on from there. Can I just ask you one question? Then? Yeah. yeah. Why, why? What we've Paul's just said there, right? This is from the fan on the board's report. Okay. Okay. February 2016. Okay. Okay. Right. In 2004, we, the fans, successfully petitioned against the council trying to reclaim... 2014, yeah. We successfully, near enough to the day on the month, where it was beginning of um, February 14th, when it would have time. So this is put, in 2014, we, the fans, successfully petitioned against the council trying to reclaim parts of the car park and memorial garden. Bollocks. Because that's the same fucking petition. What wasn't handed in, and the reason it wasn't handed in is because they got their fucking toys out of the pram because the petition was organised, what the people before Prophet's name was on, they didn't like the fact that they were handing theirs in on the same day they were going to hand theirs in, so they went, fuck it, we're not handing ours in. Mm. For two years later, for it suddenly to be reeled out. So why bullshit the fans? Achtung, Mehlball. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> it's just, I care about this club more than anything else. And the reason why I've done what I've done is because I want my kids, who are, who are young, really young at the moment, to be able to go support the club and find a passion. And the, there's something about it, what I found. And I just want that ground to be there. Whether or not there's, you know, whatever there is around it, I couldn't give a shit. As long as Millwall's there... That's all it is. Yeah, that's nicely said. I, 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 I back that. It what seems, do we want to say about how we come to be where we're at? Well, it, it, it seems that, that Renewal would be buying up land for the last decade, possibly, underneath the club's nose. Um, they have uh, basically built their, their parcel of land around the club. And, and you, as you said earlier, Nick, you know, surrounded it, you know, the wagons are there. Yeah, yeah. Um, the situation is, is that I, I don't necessarily think this is down to John Burleson. I think this was going... I think we probably began to lose the war before he came in. Mm. Um, this I think the Savoy... The Savoy... The Savoy... Well, well I, think, I think with what, what we've got... Can I mention what we've got? Yes. Yeah, and, and it's a brochure... Mm. Um, it's, a, it, it's a brochure, it's a very, a very, very professional brochure. brochure yeah. that, that can we have uh, Michael's ref- photos taken of this? I'm sure we can. Yeah. That refers to the, regen- the possible regeneration around Millwall Football Club, dated 2006. 2006. Yeah, it's quite a plush-looking piece of kit, listeners. It's got uh, metal. Me- it's metallic. Me- metallic band. Metallic I'm, 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 band. I'm getting a bit of a hard on looking at it. Yeah, and then oh. inside there's pictures of the den, there's plans. I mean, um, if we need to, we everything can, to do with Spook City, is it? We can use the, we cool. can use our website um, for everything that's discussed in here. We can put links or photos up. That's not a problem at all. If so, if if you want pictures of that, you can or whatever. It's actually so clearly in 2006. Oh, okay. Oh, two thousand six. Is a wider good than me. Yeah, yeah no, so no. it's been in me loft. So in 2006, the club had a vision of building a Spook City development around the yeah. den. 
this would have been under the Savary under the Stuart Till I think Savary was head of the holdings yeah. Yeah. Till was head of the football club Yes, and that was the club's vision at that point and we also had Heather Rabatz coming in um, I think it was a property company mm. set up uh, as one of the um, yeah. under, under companies of the holdings um, of the holding uh, organisation and then it seems to have gone awry from there onwards. Um, I think it was Jeff Burnish talking on Lions Live the other night said that maybe the club didn't have the money to buy Lions. Uh, what do we say to that? There's MSC meeting notes. Well, I can put links on so people can read them themselves. But on there, there, there was someone um, who raised the issue about the region and said, look, you know, maybe we should be buying plots around, plots of land around the den. And, um, this was a fan suggesting to the from club. MSC, yeah, from the MSC. They should um, be buying land to yeah, yeah, the very that. vision that they've published in this in this uh, in that, um, or in the same year, the minutes are 2006. Yeah. Um, but the club said that they didn't have the capital back then. I think as a fan, the biggest problem for me was on the back of a 2004 Cup final in Europe. That was probably the best-selling time for the club yeah. to sell itself and yeah. boost its its image and whatever. I think, as a fan, I'd have been really pissed off to find a club that spent a million pound on land when actually all the fans want is a 400 grand striker. So it's a Go very fine balance. Yeah. It's a very yeah. fine balance. Now, if that million pound had been invested in 2006 or five or whenever, and it had safeguarded the whole land around it, then we may not be where we are now. Mm. But foresight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But realistically, at the time in 2006, we did the dizzy heights of a cup final, European football. All we wanted to do was success on the pitch. Bear, and I bear, think yeah, it was a difficult balance. That, but bear in mind, Pete, we've, we've, we're, we're publishing this sort of information and putting this sort of brochure out there. There must be... You, you can't just put it on a glossy sheet of paper and go, oh, it, oh, it looks great, but there's no fucking vision behind it. Yeah, you, know, you can't, you can't do that. And and we know that the Savary was a property developer. Absolutely, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. was from the local authority. So and was involved heavily in the Olympics. Wasn't yeah. It? Was, yeah. And so and so when you when you look yeah. at it from that point of view, I accept that the football side of the business, and it is a business because it was a PLC. Yeah. Would would you maybe want to separate this out from it? But surely you could have got business interest in this type of development. It talks in that brochure about the run-up to the Olympics and, it, you know, the, the, there was lots of money being thrown at London and spot in the and the grants and lots of... Yeah, absolutely. It takes a very special real talent to miss out on the biggest sports event in this country since... Yeah. Um, the previous Olympics, post yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we are a unique club in that way. We, we do manage to uh, contrive to, to miss out on these things. We we can probably dwell on what's gone wrong. We can't undo what's gone wrong. We can clearly see, looking at the brochure that Peter's brought, that there was a vision and it's not been um, fulfilled. There was an ambition to acquire land. It's never been fulfilled. Whilst others have not let the grass grow under their feet. They have been out there actively buying. Yeah. And now we come to the point where, between Lewisham and Renewal, they want to compulsorily purchase our car park. I think that everything you read, it's pretty much a done-and-done done deal. Yeah. Um, is there any way out of it? Possibly with loopholes? Maybe. Or, or buying the land from Renewal. 
buying the land yeah. that you need. But sit to down. do that, you've got to sit down. And what we would say from an AMS point of view <coughs> is that all of the in interested parties need to get round the table. There is no this, doubt that you can't give these interested parties names. This is right. John Berylson and his club, the club, this and, is, and, this and, and the wider the club. Is, the club is John Berylson, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but the, it, it is the council and renewal. Three, that, three. Yeah. Well, that, that statement you just made is absolutely true, Paul, but that's very much a double-edged sword for me, because if, if the figures being quoted of this deal being worth 400 million, 100 million net, etc., are true, mm. my worry would be that this would be the potential for any chairman to wipe their face mm. and walk away from the club with healthy profit. Yeah. That's my concern as a fan. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying John Berylson would do that. I'm sure he wouldn't. He's a very honourable man from everything I've seen. Yeah. But 120 million is more than double his investment that he's put in over the eight Seven. or nine years yeah. he's been here yeah. and would be a very nice little bit of bonus for I any chance. Yeah, and I, I think you're right, Pete, and I think that he's probably, when he looks at his balance sheets for this particular project... He's probably going, what's my exit strategy here? Yeah. He's got to have one. He must be seen. Because any businessman <coughs> must have, have some sort of strategy. The point I'm clumsily making is if the club make 120 million out of this, we ain't going to sign Van, Van, you know... Van Bommel. Van Bommel. No, but, you know, what, no, what I'm yeah. saying is, what I'm saying is, is that he, he, moves, he moves on and another chairman comes in. Now, I accept that John Bellson is, is an honourable man. In He's no, put lots of money in. Yeah, but in no but then... But then other chairman have put money in, you know. Jack Walker put a few quid in the Blackburn, I seem to recall, didn't he? I mean, in, in all our meetings with JB and, and communication with JB, we've never, ever got any inclination that he's going to take money and run. But you is know, he going to invest in the club? Oh, I can't answer that either. No. I can't, you know, no. it, and that I, for I me can't is, answer that. Where's this 120 million, if that is the number? Where's it, it going to go? Here's is a point that one or two have made to me online, and Jake B and MFC Steve on Hoff are asking similar points, which is, if Mill do lose out on the compulsory purchase orders, which we kind of think they may do, mm. let's, let's get ready for that, is the future of the club as bleak as, as John Berylson suggests? Uh, MFC Steve say, says that having a development on our doorstep will bring in the potential for new fans. I think that's what we, we could benefit from the fact that we have a new yeah. railway station, which I think was a, the a point made by um, shortly. Jill Dahmer's yeah. man online. It's, um, it's, so he blocked me because he got called. I, I, I question. Yeah, we'll come back to him in, in a little bit. So is it is it that although we may have missed out on the potential to develop the car park ourselves, that we will get a secondary benefit by having? Effectively, a brand new estate built on our doorstep. Look, the, the, the club's safe. The ground, what it sits on, is safe. Mm. It's got a covenant for a, okay, the wording could be misconstrued. It's a sports yeah. arena. Yeah, it's a mass spectator sports arena written into the covenant, yeah. which is there for 130 uh, odd years, 120 years. something years. That's there. I, joke, safe. I joke to the podcast about Tarquin sitting having his skinny latte while. Millwall and Leeds go at it in the <laughs> I joked about it, right. but actually... That could be true. Can, can, I can't see the Hoxton trendies moving can, can, into... No, you know, I, I think you're right. They think it's a bit edgy, the Lydia Peckham there. But actually, can I just <laughs> Can I just say that with respect, if you, if, you, if you think about this process and think that, you know, the CPOs may well go ahead anyway, yeah. the, the, the outside of the... There is some 
um, there's some confusion about this, but apparently the outside of the of the ground will get reclad to target it up because it's you know yeah that's already written into the one. But but what's to stop when, if you move on from the fact of the CPOs? What's to stop? From Tarpon, if you like, buying his skinny latte from from some sort of club-based outlet. I, I know it doesn't sit well with us deep South Londoners that have grown up in the area 30, 40, 50 years ago. But what I would say is that, that there is the potential for commerce yeah, from massive, the ground. Massive. You can have out, outward-facing outlets, you know. Well, that's what you see. I mean, I, look I, at I, Wembley. I said a couple of times I went up to Chesterfield the other week, and it's quite interesting when you go to Chesterfield. It's a, There's nothing interesting in Chesterfield. <laughs> it's a stadium. It's been built adjoining a Tesco's yep. superstore. The, the, the stadium itself has retail outlets built into the eaves, as I was called, yeah. the stadium. Yeah. So as you walk to the away end, you're going past a, a Europe car renter. Um, they use the car yep. park outside. You go past the kids' nursery. You go past a cafe. They had tables and chairs that wouldn't last five minutes at then. But no, no. You know, would Persa build a car showroom at the den there? <laughs> <laughs> see. Not, with big, not with big windows. <laughs> not with plate see. windows. Can you imagine uh, that now? Is a, an income generator for a small time. Yes. Now, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't quite compare us with no. Chesterfield no. in terms of. Stature, but we, we don't get mid crowds. That's what totally we. That different. That's what we think. Is that if we've, if we, if it's too late, okay, and the regen's going, which it is, yeah. all that land what they're talking about, apart from one piece, surely. It's in Millwall Renewal's interest to discuss a use for those buildings. Even if Millwall have to pay a lease fee to Renewal, wouldn't it be better to just have local businesses or whatnot in there? What can benefit on match day, coffee shops, bars? We've got no bars next to the ground. Think how popular the bars would be. Look, you know, they do it at Wembley Way, and that's a fucking alleyway, pretty much, with the old burger pop-up joints and all yeah, of that. Yeah. It's all about, surely, it must be... Isn't it about creating an atmosphere and creating an, an experience on the match day that people will spend more money there, surely? The problem's always been in that area, and this is why the club shop doesn't do well, particularly mm. during the week, is there's no passing trades. Exactly. No. If the area gets regenerated, that will change, I know. Yeah. But realistically, the, the stadium is open for 23 or with cup games. 25, 26 yeah. occasions a, a yeah. year. Absolutely. That's not a big money spinner. No. That's why you can't get a betting company to take a kiosk in the I, ground. I, yeah, but I remember, I remember a lab brooks at the old den on the halfway line. On, on, Which know, was in a garden shed. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah, it, was it was. I used to have my bet. Mate, I used to walk <laughs> yeah. through, have my bet before I went yeah. down the halfway line. Yeah. Every, and I don't bet. I really but don't. But I don't really is, it's it's about imagination. Yeah. And, and in, in a way, you, there's nothing wrong with using a garden shed. If money's yeah. changing hands, then you have a business, don't you? Absolutely. And the same for the man with the trailer burger bar. Listen, ask yourself the question. Why are we sitting here now? Yeah. Right, and we're going to eat in a minute. Okay, I'm so, yeah. fucking starving. But you know, why are we sitting here and we're going to eat here and we're going to we, we, we'll have a pint here or mm. coke or whatever it is, them rather than at the, at the ground? I would love to give me all my money, but the fact is, what you get in in exchange for your for your hard-earned sheets yeah. is fuck all. You know, in terms of quality. Yeah. And in terms of price, it's top dollar, but you're not getting top quality. I don't mind paying 
top money for top quality? I, I think Millwall fans generally don't mind paying the money if they no. get a decent, a decent do you want a, environment. A do you want a pie that's rock hard and a bomb and all of that? I a think. pint of beer that's drinkable. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if it's a common thing that they're drinking that, that's piss in the ground, but I mean, it, the, these are valid points. If you can get people to pay... Listen, the club can't bar. get chips right, and if you can't get chips right... Ten minutes in the is, There is the problem, Peter. We, in a way, everything we've talked about on this show, in, in, in a sense, comes down to that point. Can we just... Can we just go back? We're talking about a four hundred million pound deal. But the big thing is, is right? Excuse my name. (laughs) The thing is, this right? And I don't even know if this has been thought of or whether or not it's been put in place or not. And to be fair, seeing what we've seen over the last two years, probably not. Achtung, Mailball. I've got some questions for you. This is this is asked the AMS. Got one here from Barkworth. Would the club fry it if it followed its true fans? I think he's being sarcastic. Followed its true fans and relocated in Kent. We're talking I, about the M25. Can, M2. I, can I make a point? Uh, triangle, the, only, the only way that this club moves to Kent is if the chairman decides to move it. Right? If the, you know, you can, as, a, as a fan base, you can't do a lot. If chairman says, well, you know, well, we're not getting enough fans in, in South Bermondsey, we're only getting, what do you reckon they'll be here tonight? 7,000? 7,500? Against Wigan, it's top. Yeah, you think so? If he thinks that you can get more fans out in the sticks within reason in Kent, which which I'm led to believe is 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 a thought process that has been muted within, then then he would be the one to move it. There is no there is no need for provision for a home for Millwall Football Club at this stadium we call the new London Stadium, the new Dem, whatever you want to call it. To me, it's not home anyway. But but there is no need for Millwall to be there. It's a mass spectator sports arena. Right? It doesn't matter who's there. But we're there, we've got a long lease. As far as I'm concerned, the club don't go anywhere because that is, is protected. The situation is, if you thought that it, it might be a bit iffy, then you go for a pitch covenant. And you, buy, you sell off parcels of the pitch. That is something that we put to the club two years ago. They didn't want to go for it. In, in terms of the fan base, the dwindling and whatever, it's a really valid point because more and more people I know have moved out to Kent, Medway, Medway, yeah. those yeah. sorts of areas. Including us. Right? Now, the, the key to me is that the people who are moving into the area, mm. are they A, football fans, and are they B, going to go to I, th- I think they're probably armchair Premier League fans yeah. um, that, that support generally Chelsea or Arsenal. So, so realistically, you know, I know the chairman wants fifteen thousand every game. Yes. If he looks back historically to when we was never in done League it. One, we've never done it. Never done it. Because even though we were getting eighteen and nineteen thousand, we were playing teams like Arsenal, Chelsea, in one. Yeah, sorry, who in, were in bringing four and a half, five thousand of their own yeah, fans yeah. for them. Yeah. So realistically, we're we're at a ten thousand ceiling. Realistically. Yes. Um, if the club's going to move to the next level and go into the Premiership and ch- top Championship, then mm. then fine. The tight wins might jump on bolt, which is fantastic for yeah. the club. I think it's also a red flag to us because the prices will go through the roof. Yeah. Because tight Because there's only twenty thousand premium for six. They do. Yeah. Seven quid for a coffee, you know, no problem. Yeah. But realistically, I think the Kent option could be realistic and could be. Sorry, the, the, the problem is, is the problem is, is that is that this club has no assets. Right? No. It, it has its players, 
mm. right? And, and to be fair, we're, we're getting a few coming through now that are worth money. Yeah. You know, shocking decision to, to dispense with the academy as far as I'm concerned. Both both Kenny Jacket and, and John Berylson were obviously misinformed in that decision. It, yeah. it, it was the wrong decision. There was no doubt about that, right? Jeff Burnett would come out and said it as well. And even, even Jeff would say that. But the situation is, is that, is that yeah, the fan base... That the local community is changing. Um, London is a different place than it was when we grew up. Pete. You yeah, know, yeah. When we went to school, not a mile from yeah. each other, didn't we? Didn't yeah. know this, but we no. know it now. Um, it's a very, very different place. You go to Hackney, you go to Brixton. You know, my daughter went to my twelve-year-old went to a concert in Brixton last week. You know, and I, I, I was. When I first heard, I went, you know, fuck's mm. sake, why are you letting her do that? But you know what? It's changed. Things have changed. My boy lives in Peckham now, mm. and although there's a lot of banter that goes on at Hoff, it is changing. The area is changing. I know someone who just paid 695 grand for an house in Peckham. So, my, yeah. my mum's old council house that she sold 11 years ago around the elephant. is yeah. a half a million it's pound house. The new place in Lewisham are 385 grand for thing. one bedroom. The whole area is changing. Now, whether or not Mill will get left behind in that change, because of, frankly, you know, we are known as an agricultural club. Yes. We don't, you know. Okay, well, let's, let's follow the other dream then. We get in the Premier League where we are. Where are you going to park everyone? Because the car park holds about fucking six. Well, there'll be an underground as car park. As it is now. Yeah, but there'll be Yes, but. As it is now. Yeah, yeah, we're true. in the Premier League and we're getting, you know, we, we fill the corners in and so we're getting. 25 to get in the ground on the night, the stewards couldn't but Two or three rows all the way around the front of the seating is all, always, well, don't have any seats in it, does it? No. In many ways, the, the, the move to Kent, because this is always a, like a, uh, an apparition that appears. You have to buy the land, mate. All right, let's, let's just talk about the concept, because the move to Kent, in many ways, you've got two choices for our club. One is to remain and fade, because that's what's happening at the moment. Yeah, we, we're all of a certain vintage, mix, you know, younger, I thought we'd fade. I'm, I'm the oldest of the but anyway, we are of a certain vintage. You don't see that many young kids going normal like we used to when I started going. Um, it just doesn't happen, no. sadly. The move to Kent is often portrayed, and I, I increasingly see it as a, as a, uh, a potential, uh, as a way of tapping into a younger market. Kids that will go, families will go from the suburbs where they are. You've got to decide. You to, uh, you've got to decide what you want. From a fan base, which is, which is, but that gives you the idea. You can do you want people to attach them to move forward? I, I, well, I don't even think the FA would let you move to. One, I don't think they'd let you move well, to. If they let, MK, if they, no, if they let Wimbledon. Yeah, but they it. changed it after that, didn't no, they? I swear could, they changed it. But can you really see Gillingham's boss going that? I don't want Mill near me, so that opens up. Fucking destroy Gillingham and yeah, burn yeah. them to the <laughs> But realistically, where would you go? Ev's Fleet, possibly? M25, M2. You'd go the A2 corridor. corridor. Yeah. That's where you The A2 corridor. There's loads of land there. You've got Flamingo Park, you've yeah. got, you know, you've got areas in Bromley, but you've got lots of pockets. Our training ground. would be right? cheaper than Central London. Sold that. Oxford University. 
No assets. Trying to buy it back, apparently. We've got, well, Blackheath Rugby Club now where we're building the academy. Mm. All, all I was thinking about the Kent option is you've re- really got one rival in Kent, that's the Pikes. Yeah. And realistically, you've got a new village being built with 5,000 new homes. Mm. You've got a massive theme park starting up Good there. Good station. Now, we get tourists. Like, we get tourists visiting the Den yeah. Swedish group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Polish. Austrians, Polish. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you, if people were going to Kent to visit, you know, um, the new Warner Park or whatever it is. What, what, what's it? Is it a yeah, Disney or a Warner Brothers? Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's down there and they're, they're visiting for a week and Millwall at home and we are in the, the championship or whatever, you might get a few tourists turning up. And Look, that's without the 5,000 runs. As far as I'm concerned, individually, as, as far as an individual fan, I really, I don't necessarily see this ground as home anyway. So to me, I, the people that are out there going, oh, if it moved to Kent, I wouldn't go. Well, you know what? I, I know people have said if it moves from Burnsy, it ain't Millwall. It's, 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 Millwall was never in fucking Burnsy. It was an East London club. And it was an East London exactly. club originally. So exactly. It's got a fan base in Burnsy. Yes. But it ain't a Burnsy football club. It's, it never was. As I said, for me, Millwall is, is the old den. Yeah. Right? To somebody that, to my, to someone of my granddad's age, God rest his soul, it would have been East Ferry Road. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's irrelevant. It's just about what you think. And when we're gone, Pete, our kids, grandkids will see it as, as another ground. In many ways, that comes back to the, the brochure. It's a radio show, so you can't see it, listeners. I'll post, we'll that, post some pictures of it. That Peter's brought, which mentions the word vision. Clearly, the club had a vision. And the things we're talking about here, whether we stay in South Bermondsey as part of the renewal Regeneration. Still the same call. Or we go out to the M25, whatever, wherever that might be. You need some vision as to what the club is and what it's going to become. And that's why I don't detect a lot of without I don't the, think a management of our club. No, I don't think there's decent. I think the, the, the commercial. Management. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, you look at a lot, a lot of the bits and pieces. I mean, look at the marketing to new fans. Look at a new screen. Second hand screen. Yeah, I know. Oh. Is it second-hand? Second yeah, second second That's yeah. why the pixels were gone. The pixels weren't working properly. Apparently bigger, it was, bigger than the old ones it, well. it, it is a second-hand screen through, um, through a contact, I think, of someone within the club. So we've got it cheap. Who's, um, who, who I hear is a very commercial guy. Um, <laughs> and, and pretty commercial guy, sorry. And, um, yeah, and the reason we didn't have the replays for the first part of the season was... Uh, that person didn't realise they needed to order a little box Software to go with it. Yeah, didn't know they needed to order it, so that's why we didn't have it. Um, <laughs> but it's working now, and, and you know, it's great. It's and better it than helps. no screen. Yeah, it's, it's much no better screen. than no screen. But I think the marketing um, to, to attract new people could be better. Um, or well, to reach out to, we debated this before, to reach out to... Spanish speakers, the Polish speakers. We've got one of the massive, we've got one of the massive South American um, communities near Elephant, from halfway up Old Kent Road all the way down to Elephant. With various South America, surely South. Look at when we had the South American teams at the Den and part of the World Cup warm-up friendlies. That was full. Well, I said this in the uh, round table a few shows back. In Burgess Park, you have one of the biggest Latin Bank, American yeah. football festivals. Yeah. Yeah. A quarter of a million people. Yeah. They have a trophy. It's got to show a postcode, this trophy. Yeah. It's massive. They are fanatical lunatics. Yeah. And I said to the club once, you send in the, uh, the blue bus round all the uh, carnivals now in the yeah. summer. Oh, yeah, we do we do Lewisham and we do Southwark. Not doing Burgess Park then for a quarter of a million fanatical football fans there. Oh, no, we didn't know anything about it. 
and Jez, God rest his soul, mm. was saying, look, I live in that area, I yeah. know how big this is to this community. Yeah. It is massive, they are football nuts. Oh, the bus there, get the leaflets, translate the Spanish and the mill. 100 season ticket holders, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. you'd be doing good business. Yeah. It's okay. worth a day at a commu- yeah. community bus going I th- down. I, look, I think the community do what they do. I think their hands are tied yeah. fucking heavily, yeah. but they do what they do, and they do a really, really good job of doing what they do yeah. you know I mean I you, you've got about, an investment in this because your kids actually go there yeah my, my, my girl did yeah my girl used to my, my so kids the, uh, go there quite often and yeah. whatnot, and they're you know they're, they're good as gold this isn't about whether or not the club's in Birmingham or whether or not the club's in Kent or on the moon or wherever yeah, it is yeah. it's about the fact that it's our Millwall mine yours 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 the whole of us it's, it's our club and it's up to us as as the custodians of our club forever and a day because once it gets in your blood it's there forever so in theory it's our club until the day we die we're not going to suddenly go tomorrow you know what we're going to we're going to support someone else because it ain't going to happen no. it's Millwall but, as Andy Amber said chairman attempt yeah yeah Achtung Mailball could I just uh, on, on the close before you come into the close look we'll put some bits on the website um, keep the pressure up on the councillors, on your local MPs. We'll give you the links to get their addresses. It's a simple email. We'll even put a letter on there, and you can copy and paste a letter, stay in what's what. And it's all about, look, we need all three parties yeah. to sit around a table yeah. and, and talk. What we also need is transparency, and we need honesty from all sides. If Millwall don't want to sit with renewal, then speak to Southwark or speak to Lewisham and get a mediator in there. Let's get it in and work. It's not impossible. All we're looking to do is put people's egos aside and you can sort it out. Because renewal's egos, the club's egos, Lewisham Council, whatever, we can't let that rule the matter. What happens to so, look, all fan groups, we must work together. So if anyone wants to work with us, the MSC, the club, whatnot, just ask. We've asked yeah. and we've been turned down in the past, blatantly. Blatantly, we, we spoke to the chairman, he thought it was a good idea, we need to meet, the MSC turned us down blatantly. So it's just, look, it's one Millwall, one Millwall family. I think what you posted um, the other day is stand Millwall, yeah. stand together. And that's all we're trying to do is make sure that there's one pool, all the fans stand together, and then that way our voice is loud. Shouting off as individuals, no one's going to hear you. Nicely put. Thanks a lot, Nicky. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Peter. Thank you. Can we have some food? We can have some food now. Um, I'll be posting links to the AMS Twitter feed and the website on the show notes for, the, for this particular edition. This is being recorded before the Wigan game, big game. We haven't even spoken about any football yet. But I'll be putting this out as a special edition um, with links to the AMS. Get behind them. They've done a huge amount recently. And I want to say thank you. Because I don't think many people say thank you in this life. So thank you to Mickey, thank you to Paul. Thank you, AMS. That'll annoy a few people, won't it? Not needed, mate. No, no. We'll needed. carry on doing what we're doing and what we're trying to do for the time. If you want to be part of that, you can join up. We're, we're, we're doing what we're doing because of the benefit. Yeah. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 